Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team? Build a new office? Hey, it's Tug, and I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. Well, happy Friday to you, Braves fans. As always, I'm your buddy K-Mac, Kevin McAlpin, your truest reporter for 680 The Fan and the Atlanta Braves Radio Network. Hope you had a great week. That means we are one week closer to the start of spring training. It's Friday morning, January 15th, 2021, and we've got a great show coming up for you here today. In just a couple of moments, we're going to take a look at the latest news from the upcoming season and some uh, rules we saw implemented last year that we will likely see continue continue into the 2021 season. A little bit later on, we'll also hear a great sit down with Chris Domino and Brian Snitker. This was from a couple of spring trainings ago as Snit reflected uh, not only necessarily on his time uh, as a big league manager, but a lot of the things that came before that, uh, going all the way back to his days in high school. It was a great sit down, and I wanted to bring this to you uh, here today on the show, probably to hear some stories that you've never heard about Brian Snitker before. And you know it, he's been with this organization for 40 plus years, four decades of his life devoted to the Braves organization, but uh, you'll hear some fun stories about his life prior to coming Uh, becoming a major league manager. We'll also take a look at uh, where things stand as far as the Hall of Fame voting is concerned. All that and more coming up here in just a couple of moments. But friends, a new year brings new adventures, and Audi Atlanta has just what you need for new roads ahead. So if you're in the market for a luxury vehicle, then take advantage of incredible offers at Audi Atlanta. Take the 2021 Audi Q3 Premium, for example. Right now, the good folks at Audi Atlanta, they can get you behind the wheel of this performance-inspired SUV for only $372 per month. That's right, just $372 a month. You're going to love driving the legendary Quattro all-wheel drive, its upscale luxury inside and out, and its innovative technology just to name a few. And you know what else you're going to love? Audi Atlanta's concierge-style shopping experience. They're amazing staff. They're going to help you find the Audi that's right for you. So you can stop by their showroom on Peachtree Industrial Boulevard just inside the perimeter for a true VIP shopping experience. Or if you prefer, you can shop from the comfort of home using the Jim Ellis Expressway. Visit AudiAtlanta.com to get started. Now, this offer applies to a 36-month lease. 372 per month, 10,000 miles per year with 2894 due at signing. Example stock A19058, MSRP 38993, excluding tax, title, and state fees. Offer expires February 1st. You got a couple of weeks left with approved credit. Well, as I mentioned, uh, we got some more clarity on what the 2021 baseball season could look like. 
Uh, earlier this week, we talked about the piece that Bob Nightingale put out in USA Today. Uh, that The commissioner had notified teams to essentially be ready uh, to start spring training in the season on time and play all 162. Well, now it does seem like some of the rules we saw implemented last year for that 60-game season could stick around for the 2021 season. Uh, some of those rules, including expanded rosters. We know the rosters were 26 players. Uh, expanded postseason still left to be seen. Uh, the seven-inning double header could stick around as well. And that runner on second base for extra innings. I'm going to be completely honest. And if you've missed me talk about this uh, on previous shows this offseason, full disclosure, I think I'm about as old school as it comes when it comes to Major League Baseball. Uh, I was not in favor of the runner on second base rule. I was not all in on the seven inning double headers. The more I got to see it, the more I liked it. I thought it was kind of cool, uh, especially the seven inning double headers. Um, you know, look, it's not a, a totally uh, off the wall idea. They do it in the minor leagues, so it's not like these guys have never done it before. Uh, but look, you know, to, to eliminate playing 17, 18, 19 inning games, uh, I'm all for the seven inning double header. And I think the runner on second base thing was kind of fun. It, it implemented more of a strategy than we had ever seen before. Uh, because again, remember, uh, when you're talking about a nine inning game, seventh innings when things start getting late, well, guess what? Fourth and fifth inning is when things started getting late at, you know, here this past year. So uh, they're going to have to agree on these rules again. But uh, the one we still don't know is universal DH. Now, throughout the course of the offseason, we've uh, read pieces that say, well, you know, the commissioner has told teams to plan to not have a universal DH. I got a feeling, folks, when the 2021 season opens, and we hope that opens on time in early April, uh, that we're going to see a universal DH. I, I just I find it hard to believe that uh, that's not going to come back. Because remember, the CBA is up after this season, and a lot of folks in the industry feel like 2022, the universal DH will be back. Um, it's only a matter of time until baseball becomes an even playing field. So uh, ultimately, I think that uh, the, the universal DH will be back this year. Um, again, right now it is not, but I think that's something that all sides are going to uh, come to agree upon. I mean, I said this on, on Wednesday on the Braves Clubhouse Report. It's nothing against pitchers. I don't need my ace pitcher getting hurt, blowing a hammy or hurting himself, trying to leg out a bunt or, you know, trying to leg out an infield base hit. I need my pitchers on the mound doing their jobs. I don't need to see them hit. And look, again, for the Braves, it created a lot of excitement having Marcelo Zuna as the team's DH in 2020. So uh, we'll see uh, where that goes. But uh, again, all signs pointing to things starting on time. We do know the hot stove is starting to warm up here a little bit. DJ LeMahieu, uh, he is not going anywhere. Six years, $90 million to stay in New York. Now, I read that and I texted Ben Ingram this morning and I said, well, wait a minute. If DJ LeMahieu is getting six years and $90 million, what does that mean for the market? First, let's just say a Marcelo Zuna. Uh, look, three to four years and four 45 to 55 million? Is that realistic for Marcelo Zuna? For me, if DJ LeMay, who is getting six and 90, boy, it seems like the market uh, where things stand, where, where contract, uh, uh, contracts stand, it just feels like there's the potential that maybe the asking price isn't going to be as high as a lot of us thought for a guy like Marcelo Zuna. Time will tell. Uh, anything can happen. And look, you can certainly have teams that will come in and overpay, but I gotta believe that right now, if if I'm the Bra if I'm a Braves fan, 
I feel a lot more confident about uh, signing Marcelo Zuna back and not having to overpay and break the bank. Um, given the fact that, you know, DJ LeMay, who's getting six years and $90 million from the New York uh, Yankees, no less. Uh, so look, you knew, you knew the Yankees were going to strike. They had to make a deal uh, after, uh, after the Mets have been as active as they have been. We know they also have uh, brought in Brad Hand. Uh, so the bullpen there uh, in Queens is getting better and better. Mets have been active. Uh, now the Yankees have struck. And uh, we do know that uh, Liam Hendricks as well, he's off the board. A four-year, $54 million deal to go to the Chicago White Sox. And that, to me, makes the White Sox the team to beat in the American League Central and potentially uh, one of the top teams in the AL. Boy, they can hit some home runs. They're now going to be able to pitch. Um, that's going to be a very, very fun team to follow uh, for a long time to come. That, that White Sox team is built for success for the long haul. So it does seem like things now with spring training a month away are starting to heat up here a little bit. We do know there'll be some news today about uh, teams settling uh, on uh, on numbers, uh, dollar figures to avoid arbitration with certain players. And of course, make sure you're following all of our coverage as we will keep you posted on what happens with the Atlanta Braves later on today. Uh, but again, things uh, starting to pick up here. So you got to feel like Trevor Bauer and George Springer and Marcelo Zuna they're going to be some of the next big chips to fall here, and that could happen in the uh, very near future. So, uh, again, make sure you're following all of our coverage, and we'll keep you posted on any news that we do come across. Uh, that's the latest on where things stand uh, You know, with, uh, with um, the, the current state of the game. We do know that uh, the Hall of Fame voting is still continuing, and as I've sort of like to point out on this show, give you an idea of where things stand here now with a couple of weeks to go. We're still right around 35% of ballots being known. And uh, right now, uh, it does not appear as though anybody has reached the 75% threshold to get into Cooperstown if things ended today. Kurt Schilling, 74.5%. You got Barry Bonds at 73.8%. Taking a look around at uh, at other uh, guys that are getting closer and closer um, that's, that's sort of where things are right now. Scott Rowland has really been the interesting name here to follow. Um, and he is at, uh, 64.8%. Very interesting developments there. Uh, you've got Roger Clemens, 73.1. Todd Helton, 53.8% in his third year on the ballot. And then again, Andrew Jones, he was at 19.4% last year. Currently right now, there's about 37% of ballots known. Andrew Jones is at 41.4%. So he's already doubled his total from last season, um, certainly trending in the right direction for Andrew in his fourth season on the ballot. As far as uh, another former Brave, you do have Billy Wagner on there for his fifth year. He's at 48.3%. He finished last season, uh, he was right around 31.7. So again, a guy who's picked up some serious steam uh, here lately. So again, a couple of weeks to go right now. If it ended right now, there would be nobody going in as the class of 2021. Um, so uh, that will be uh, very, very interesting uh, to see the developments. Uh, if, uh, you know, if we have an, uh, an empty class this year, we do know that, remember last year, you, uh, you had uh, the class that never went in. Um, and uh, so uh, remember, there's a, there's a whole class of guys that uh, have not gone in yet. Derek Jeter unanimous 100% for Derek Jeter last year and Larry Walker in his final season on the ballot. He got 79%. So Larry Walker and Derek Jeter will go in this summer as the class of 2020. 
Will they be joined by anybody else? We shall see. It'll be uh, very curious to follow those developments here over the coming days. And, of course, we'll bring you all the very latest right here on 680 The Fan and all of our social media outlets at 680 The Fan on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. We're going to take a quick break. When we return, we're going to hear a great sit-down with Chris Domino and Braves manager Brian Snitker. That's coming up right here on another episode of our Braves Off-Season Podcast. Well, we thank you so much. What are your plans for your business this year? Hey, it's Tug. Do you want to expand and grow? Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you got a new person to deal with? You have to start all over again? You don't have that with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they want to know you. Unlike big banks, they want to partner with you. The Frost family knows the patterns. They know the ebbs and flows. They know business. Get to know them at FirstLibertyGA.com. Building a building? Buying a building? Buying a franchise? Expanding? Reach out to them. Spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. You do that at FirstLibertyGA.com. And by the way, if you're a young banker and want to work with a team that is faith-friendly and has a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to them today. First Liberty Building and Loan. FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com. For making uh, us a part of your day and a part of your baseball coverage and if you haven't done so already make sure you are uh, liking and subscribing to all of our coverage whether it's on social media or right here on our uh, daily off-season podcast we bring these to you twice a week uh, based on my daughter's napping schedule and she's napping right now so I was able to to get this show in here for you here on Friday morning Uh, we'll do the best we can to bring you two a week in the off-season and then once the season picks up we're gonna have tons of great audio uh, and, and awesome content to bring you on a daily basis. So tell your friends uh, you got some great Braves coverage coming your way. And I got to give a quick shout out. I was uh, I was doing some research on where you folks are listening to this show. And I got to give a big shout out to Australia. Hello, Australia. Boy, we've got some great listeners and great followers over in Australia. Canada, we got a lot of great followers in Canada. How about Colombia? Hello, Colombia. Thanks so much for tuning in. Germany, United Kingdom, Japan, South Korea, the Philippines, just to name a few, New Zealand, uh, U.S. Virgin Islands, United Arab Emirates, Vietnam. Hey, if you're in any of those places, we really, really appreciate you you tuning in and uh, subscribing to this podcast. And hey, if you're listening to us from somewhere around the world, send us a tweet, send me a message at Kevin McAlpin and at 680TheFan. Want to know where you're tuned in from. Really, really cool. Saudi Arabia, St. Kitts and Nevis. I'm just going through right now looking at where folks are, are tuned in from. Japan, Kuwait, Jordan, Israel, Ireland, Guatemala, Hong Kong. I mean, this is really, really cool. Uh, Braves fans, not only across uh, Georgia and across the Southeast and across the U.S., but we are global, folks, and we appreciate all of you for tuning in. Thanks so much for doing it. And again, make sure you are, uh, are subscribed to all of our coverage. Uh, we got tons of great stuff coming your way here with the upcoming season. Again, spring training scheduled to start about a month from today in Northport. Well, as I mentioned, uh, recently Chris Domino had a chance to sit down with Braves manager Brian Snitker, talk about uh, a lot of things that happened prior to him being the manager here of the of the Braves in the big leagues. Fun sit down, wanted to bring it to you here. And without further ado, here is Chris Domino, the birthday boy. Happy birthday, Chris. The birthday boy, Chris Domino with Braves manager Brian Snicker. Brian Snicker, high school state champion. What no, year? almost. We got beaten the, uh, the championship game. How much does that hurt this many years later? 
Uh, not for me, no, it doesn't. No. I mean, the, the ride was unbelievable. Um, great experience. I mean, it was like, you know, we're in Illinois, it's a one-class system. We got right. 250 kids in our high school. We're playing teams and did beat a team at Chicago Lane Tech that had 5,000 boys. So it was a pretty cool ride. Were these guys that you played with all through Little League too, for the most um, part? Yeah, for the most part. We yeah. all grew up together, mm -hmm. uh, majority of us, and, and um, played against some of them. And then, you know, once we started uh, middle school and, and or junior high and high school, then, you know, we all kind of morphed in together. And, so I don't want to age you, but we played Little League in a time when it was a T-shirt with Mario's Pizza on it. You got on your bike with your bat and your glove, and that was your baseball. That was me. I mean, uh, I, I can my first uniform, like the, you make your the traveling team they called it. So uh -huh. that means you know we just went to the local um, towns around where we grew up in Illinois. And man, I, you know, my aunt told me back, and it's like, God, you brought this ratty old uniform home. I couldn't have been more proud. I mean, to have this uniform. That's called making a team. Yeah, yeah, what? Well, and it was. You know, you tried out, you made the team. Not everybody made it. Um, not everybody got a trophy. We didn't right. have snack. We. <laughs> <laughs> and, and by the way, look, I don't even remember. I see parents at everything now. I'm a parent of daughters who play soccer. I'm there a lot. I don't remember my dad. I, it was a struggle to get to games. He was working. Oh, he was working. Was... Yeah. I mean, my dad would come maybe on the weekends. Right. And, but no, they didn't. You know, they like me. I missed majority of my son growing up. I, I saw yeah. three innings of high school baseball, um, and that was because I came home for my daughter's graduation. <laughs> you know, so. so when you're coming out of high school, look, you're the right age. You're a catcher. Johnny Bench had kind of revolutionized the whole thing with the one-handed catching. Oh, no, I had so were you poster right... in my room, the Sports Illustrated posters you got. You so know? are you right in that mindset of guys had always done this, now all of a sudden Bench has got a hand behind his back and boom, let's go. Well, you know what, though? I grew up with the pud. Well, I learned to catch with the, the round, the, yep. with the hole in the middle. Um, and I caught my whole high school career. With, I didn't get, you know, did the Johnny Bench hinged glove till I went to junior college. Were you a hand behind your back guy? Or did no, you... I, I got stuffed nubs and things like that because I got foul tipped <laughs> and all that. And But you learn to catch right, right when you do that. I mean, you have to move and you have to step and you got to center the ball. And um, and it was, you know, I mean, that was the right way to, and when I, even when I got in pro ball, right. I mean, you still, guys were learning to catch with that pud. So uh, how do you end up down in New Orleans? Um, well, I went to junior college in Lincoln, Illinois. Right. Um, my, I, I had a really influential high school coach. His name is Tommy Sanchez. He's in the Illinois Baseball Hall of Fame okay. high school. Um, but he was very close to me. Um, and he got me hooked up with a guy named Chuck Lindstrom, whose father, Freddie Lindstrom, is a Hall of Famer. Mm -hmm. And um, Chuck was coaching the, uh, the um, junior college team in Lincoln, Illinois, Lincoln College. And, um, you know, I kind of wanted to go there because I said, oh, if I go to a four-year school, I'm not guaranteed of playing right away. Right. And if I go to junior college, then you can play. And um, so I went there for two years. And then he's like, you know, where do you want to go? He's like, I'll help you get anywhere you want to go. And um, I was recruited to a couple of, like, Illinois State mm -hmm. and, um, gosh, where? I mean, a, a few, um, you know, Illinois schools. Okay. And um, then... I don't know, the New Orleans thing came, we had a pitcher named Mike Swingle that ended up going there, or he was recruited, we were the same age, mm -hmm. and our coach from New Orleans, Ron Maestri, is a, a central Illinois guy in Peoria, so he kind of recruited up there, New Mace, 
like when I come to New Orleans, I'm thinking, wow, that sounds kind of cool. So what is a, I'm assuming full head of hair, Brian Snicker, oh, yeah. down in New Orleans. <laughs> what kind of run do you get down there? Oh, man. <laughs> it's, you know, it's funny because it's a cool school. It's a lakefront school. It's kind of a commuter school. Okay. Um, there's only one dorm where we stayed the okay. first year. Um, but the baseball is good. They just come off going to the Division II College World Series in, in uh, Springfield, Illinois. Um, you know, it's great. You know, baseball program is really good. It was growing. Okay. Um, and the French Quarter and all was your campus. Mm -hmm. I mean, I'm sure it was. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it was. So, For 20 year old single guys. <laughs> So how do, what does it cost the Atlanta Braves to make Brian Snicker part of the organization initially? Oh man, I don't know that I got anything quite honestly. I, I signed, Bob Didier okay. was from down there. I think he lived in Baton Rouge. He was uh, just you know, coming off his playing career, was going to manage um, Kingsport in the, uh, the rookie league. So he had like me and three other guys out for a tryout. I'd been drafted the year before by the Cubs and I um, tore up my thumb so the draft came and I really I wasn't even I've just started to play again and I'm like man if I sign now and I'm played all spring right um, you know I go there and I don't do very good they'll kick me out the door in a heartbeat so I didn't sign um, <clears throat> and went back to school <laughs> went back to school and played and didn't get drafted <laughs> so I didn't play and got drafted <laughs> I went back and played so and that didn't... business decision wasn't necessarily <laughs> a good one so hold but, so you don't think you got anything you didn't get no I didn't I you know what I signed uh-huh and um, we worked out at DeKalb Junior College when when they brought everybody in okay you know they brought all the draft picks everybody in it was Hank's first years being the farm director um, and that's I ended not, that's up, not intimidating or anything. No, I mean, having him run around. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was, like I say, he was young 40-some <laughs> years ago. I mean, um, <clears throat> but he was the uh, the farm director. You know, I met Paul Snyder, uh -huh. um, Bobby Dews, all them. Well, I didn't meet Doozy till the year, um, the next year because he was managing a full-season team. But anyway, so I signed. We work out at DeKalb Junior College, um, and I signed in the bathroom of... <laughs> I think Didier's room or whatever at, before we left. And look at all this. Yeah, this I didn't many get a dime. Later. I didn't. I didn't get a dime. So what's your equipment? I'm really asking. You bring your own glove. You I have my your glove, own gear. my cleats. Um, what about bats? No, they gave you the bats. But I mean, how many? Oh, well, these you know guys what? Really, back yeah, old man, it was. But even in back then in the uh, minor leagues, they gave you like your own order. I think really? now these guys, if they don't have a bat contract and all. The club just provides these pro stock bats. Mm -hmm. We got bats with our names on them. You know, if you had got your script name, if you'd signed uh -huh. a bat contract, which I didn't, I had block letters. <laughs> but you did get to pick model, size, weight, all that. Um, and they'd give us like six a half. That might, that seriously might be the most shocking thing that I've ever heard. I'm yeah. really surprised. Yeah. Down at that level, they actually provided for you. Yes. Yeah. Well, you, you know, in spring training, then I found it, because you, you know, you bought your own cleats, you mm -hmm. had your own gloves. Right. All that kind of stuff. And I had a, a glove connection, a Rawlings connection, because I'd get the Johnny Bench. One of my best friends growing up, his father worked for the railroad. Okay. So, and he knew Neil Russo that wrote for the Sporting News years and years ago okay. out of St. Louis. And he had a connection at the uh, Rawlings, Rawlings factory, and I could get gloves at a, a cut rate price. And they were the good, you know, good quality ones, too. So when you show up, like I've had guys tell me, the pitchers especially, I showed up and there were 10 of me, or there were eight of me. Yeah. There, and you realize you go, okay, I'm pretty good, but you start to look around a little bit. How quickly do you do a self-assessment? Well, it's pretty quick. Yeah. I mean, it's it's um, you know that kind of stuff kind of started for me when I went and played in his college leagues mm -hmm. around the country, which was really cool to go, like go. I played in the Valley and I played in the Central Illinois Collegiate League, and you know you're playing with 
guys from different um, parts of the country oh. and some big schools, you know, all these SEC, ACC schools. And, and it's, you know, then that's the first realization. It's like, you know what, I'm no different than these guys are. You know, I can play with way. these guys. Good. Yeah, in a good way. Right. It's like, I can compete with these guys. And um, so that kind of, I think, helped going into pro ball. And you get there and there's a lot of guys and I'm thinking, okay, let's, you know, kind of weigh this right. out a little bit. And, and um, so and what's the scouting report on. on you? They probably didn't even have one. I was, I was signed to fill out the roster. So they, what they, do you think they were? Now you've assessed guys at every yeah. level of the minor leagues. What yeah. was, what would have been the scouting report? Well, I had a good arm, didn't know where it was going. I, I received the ball. I mean, I was, my catching skills and all that were pretty good, Okay. you know, um, uh, and it was just, you know, it's going to be, you know, what you hit. And, and, um, and I did okay. I mean, I, I hit okay. And then all of a sudden I started scattering that ball around. And, I mean, it was just kind of like the center field. When somebody would steal the center fielder, it would be like this. <laughs> so it's funny you say about the good receiving. That's a, that's a priority. That's yeah. Oh, no, yeah. Because they can hit guys. You know, back then yeah. the lineups are so different now. Yeah. Uh, you know better than yeah. anybody. 77 to 80, that's your professional career? Yeah. Do you know in 1980, or does somebody tell you in 1980? Uh, you know what? I'm kind of figuring it out. Yeah. And and um, then when it's like they bring you in and you know we're going to put you on the DL, and I start throwing batting practice and hanging around and kind of doing some coaching type stuff, mm -hmm. and then they, you know, then I got called in and said, Hank, I want you to go down to the the rookie league in Gulf Coast and help with the pitching down there after being a, right. a catcher. So I went down there and and kind of helped Pedro Gonzalez. He's pretty much down there on his own back then. So if you had been pissy about that, yeah. if you had not gone, I, I'd have just you know I'd have I'd have packed my bags and went home. I'd have went back, finished my degree, and I'd have probably ended up a college coach. I would imagine. And everybody knows how long you've been here, but it is kind of interesting that because you make that decision here, they see what you can do with players, and all of a sudden that career takes off. Yeah. So yeah. it's. it's <laughs> like you have to say yes. It's that whole concept of what do you say yes to, what do you say no, no to, know, and what yeah. road do you end up going down? Yeah. That one decision. No, I, I wonder. A million. So, you know, you, you don't believe me. I've thought about that more than once. Yeah. It's like, well, what if you wouldn't have said, you know, or if they'd have said, well, we want you to coach in the minor leagues or go do that. It's like, now nah, I'm going to go back home, and which a lot of guys do. I'm going to go back home and start a, you know, start oh, my life. Bobby said he was going to go back to California. He gets the phone call from the Yankees to say, do you want to actually yeah. be a coach? It's it's in your mind's yeah. eye. Well, I gotta go. Off-season jobs. What what are some of the things you did? Um, I I built houses. Okay. Or I helped build houses. Mm -hmm. I mean, I ran around and had no clue. They're like, go get me, you know, sixteens and da 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 does and da 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 nails. And I'm thinking, Gee, you better give me one of each if you want me to do that. And then we're putting the roof on. And I remember I was afraid. I hate heights. And I was so nervous. I couldn't eat lunch for the whole time we were we were doing it. And I'm dragging a. These guys are walking these two before walls, dragging trusses around and everything. And I'm dragging a. Um, I'm thinking too. I'm like three stories up. And I'm like, holy smoke, I look over. So I just, I get a ladder and I drag it around on the inside and do all that Did stuff. Did you make it back for a second season of house building? No, no, that was <laughs> it. You know, um, then I, you know what, then I went to uh, Louisiana. I had a teammate at New Orleans who was a grad assistant at Nickel State in Thibodeau. And I worked out of Morgan City, Louisiana in a pipe yard. And this was a job that you'd go to work at five in the morning and you didn't know when you were coming home because there may be, it was a pipe inspection. Mm -hmm. It was Patterson inspection. I remember the name of it. And, but it was, it's the dirtiest I've ever gotten in my life. I mean, I ruined so many clothes because you're using all this called And you're working with Cajuns? Oh yeah. And, and what, you know what you're working with? Mostly is contract laborers, okay. guys from all over the world. That oh they really? Kinda, they have them there, mm -hmm. you know, they pay them. And then where they're these labor, it's almost like labor camps okay. where they were, they would, 
they break even. They pay to live everything they made. And there'd be, you'd go in the mornings and you'd pick up these truckloads of these guys and they'd we'd take, you'd take them out into the field. Like I say, there may be, all of a sudden, let's go, we got a rust job for a, an oil rig. And you're there, you know, you leave at five in the morning, you may not get home till 12 the next day. So when guys complain a little bit about backfields and minor leagues yeah, and- I, I think about a lot of that. I'm yeah, thinking, I mean, so God. at that point you go, I know what the difference is. Exactly, no, yeah. exa it's just even, I say this year, I mean, now, and guys maybe complain about our travel and I'm thinking, what's the complain about our travel? Yeah. My God. Yeah, so yeah. were you, were you old enough? We joked the other day, I've been coming here 25 years. I've never seen a guy do a jumping jack or touch their toes. <laughs> were you in camp when jumping jacks oh, were Oh, yeah, no, we did. You when did. I was a player, that was yeah. part of it. I mean, Pedro Gonzalez, who I, I alluded to before, yeah. the manner, he did. He was, they didn't have strength coaches then either. We had no weight programs, yeah. no strength coaches. And he led our, our and our first thing was jumping jacks. <laughs> you know, you'd do the, the, uh, burpees and oh, stuff yeah. like that. Well, they didn't I mean, call them burpees then. It was just like, get down, push yourself up, downs, and let's go and do it. Up downs or up whatever downs. they call them. So what yeah. about food? We were also talking oh, yeah, about. Oh, good food. Yeah, well, you know, back then, you get up and you went to breakfast. Mm -hmm. um, and for lunch, you, you'd get a cup of soup and a, and a carton of jungle juice was the red punch. Um, and then they graduated to like a bologna sandwich if you went on the road. And it was like the bread was this big and this mm -hmm. meat was, you yeah. know, it was one piece yeah. of bologna and one yeah. piece of cheese and- It was a bread sandwich. It was a bread sandwich. <laughs> and that's what you had for lunch. You know, and then on, you were on your own for dinner. Yeah. They gave you a meal, a little meal money. Uh, money Did but, you live with a family in the miners? No, I, um, I, well, we lived in a hotel my first year. Okay. Uh, my second year I lived um, in a, cause I, the, my first spring training, I was with the double A team the whole time. So I, I, you know, it's like I, I got to the end of spring training. Al Gallagher, Dirty Al, was my man. Yeah. Was yeah. not my manager. Bobby Dews actually was the Double A manager, and I went to Dirty Al and I go, Dirty, where am I going, man? I mean, <laughs> I'm thinking all my teammates from the rookie league are going to Greenwood, which was, you know, it was A, Double A, Triple A. Yeah. That was it. There wasn't any all these teams. So he said, Now, Snit, you're coming with me, and I'm thinking, Well, good, because I don't know anybody. You know, I'm, I'm kind of, you know, no man's land. Uh, yeah, no man. Everybody's already teamed up with yeah. roommates. So I got this guy from Washington. We get us a trailer in the back of this Holy Roller Church in Greenwood, South Carolina. It's got holes in the floor, no air conditioning. We'd go to the tavern after games in the evening and play after and play pinball just because so it, it was air, you know, it was air conditioning air before we went back home and went to bed. All right, last thing. Okay. Did you did you face any Hall of Fame pitchers when you were in the minors? Do you know anybody that you faced um, that eventually ended up in the Hall of Fame? Not that I can remember. I remember facing Clay Carroll. Okay. When at the end uh -huh. of his career in AAA, Will McEnany. Um, Who's the best arm you ever caught down in the minors? Steve Bedrosian. Okay. Well, there yeah. you go. Everybody yeah. knows. Everybody in Braves country knows his name. Yeah. All right. We have work to do today. All right. All right. Brian Snicker. It's always fun to sit down and talk to Snit, and a great job there by Chris uh, to talk uh, to the manager. That was a fun trip down memory lane. Hope you enjoyed it as much as we did as well. Well, folks, that's going to do it for our show here today. I'm looking at the baby monitor, and the little one is rolling around, so I got to get up. I got to change a diaper and I got to get a bottle in the warmer to take care of this little one. But we appreciate you tuning in again, wherever you are around the world. It does mean a lot to all of us. So thanks so much for making us part of your day. Folks, have a great weekend. We appreciate you tuning in and we'll look forward to talking to you again next week as we bring you another edition of our Braves offseason podcast. Is this the year you want to grow your business? Do you want to expand your team, build a new office? Hey, it's Tug. And I want to tell you about First Liberty Building and Loan. 
Aren't you exhausted by going to lenders, building a relationship, and a week later, you're dealing with a new person? You won't have to with First Liberty Building and Loan. The Frost family has been helping businesses grow since the 90s, and they can help you too. They know the patterns, they know the ebbs and flows, and they know business. Now the Frost family wants to know you. FirstLibertyGA.com. Buying a building, building a building, buying a franchise, or expanding. Reach out and spend 10 minutes with them. See if you're a fit for them and if they're a fit for you. FirstLibertyGA.com. By the way, if you're a young banker and you want to work with a team that's faith-friendly with a culture of excellence, First Liberty might be a good match. Reach out to First Liberty Building and Loan at FirstLibertyGA.com. That's FirstLibertyGA.com.